welcome back to By Association. Uh, I'm Marisa Janaku. And I'm Emma Hooper. And uh, this week we're going to talk about Boris Johnson surviving the vote of confidence, Apple's introduction of pay later, EU's new ruling of standardized USB-C connections, and the Texas ruling on banning children to attend drag shows. Wow, that's going to be a heavy topic. Uh, <laughs> Emma, how was your week? Really good. Yeah, really good, Mo, thanks. Um, yeah, quite a social weekend. So I think you can hear it in my voice. I'm a little bit hoarse. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I had a, a really nice barbecue with some friends on Saturday. The summer is definitely um, definitely here in Amsterdam, so it's really, really nice. And yeah, lots of my renovations on my house are now complete, so it's nice to bring over mm-hmm. friends and show them that. And yeah, other than that, a really busy week at work. I've been doing some voiceovers at Citizen M, which is quite fun. Something yep. I always love doing. Um, yeah, wow. and that's pretty much it, really. Sunshine. So just, so just the standard <laughs> Emma weekend of enjoying the weekend, having drinks and uh, Boozing, having friends over. It's like, it's like <laughs> a theme that keeps on happening every week. So, no. I mean, my, yeah. my, my week is less of, well, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's less of boozing because of course uh, I have my two lovely daughters. We had, um, uh, we had their dance recitals this uh, weekend. It was the first time oh, since the start of the nice. pandemic that we did a really full on theater show. So it was really beautiful to see just, uh, yeah, you know, if you don't see it as often, you kind of forget that they're actually getting better at, at, at their ballet oh, and so their nice. urban what kind dance. Of dance? Uh, ballet and urban dance so kind of street dance so they do both and uh yeah and the oldest one is really it's yeah she really has a knack for it you know it's uh she has to choose between uh uh, uh, hockey or actually doing more dancing and being part of a kind of this uh this this excelled group let's say but she said nope i also want to do hockey so we said that's fine we're not going to force her to go uh, down that route so yeah no so the weekend was filled with that um, I mean, I was overjoyed when I heard the news, I think it happened on Friday, that uh, the U.S. is going to stop the uh, uh, the COVID pre-testing for arrival mm. into the U.S., uh, you know, with my various trips being in, uh, being in Seattle last weekend. So that's less things up my nose. So that's just very <laughs> annoying to have that done every time. So, yeah, no. So, I mean, yeah, that, was nice. also, that was also a joyous thing. So, yeah. Um, now, before we go into the topics of today, I actually want to quickly touch upon something that that uh, piece of news that was uh, released yesterday uh, about uh, Ohio law that got passed to reduce the amount of training required for teachers to carry firearms in schools from 700 hours to less than 24 hours. We, of course, have talked previously about uh, about gun violence and the shooting in uh, in Uvalde, uh, Uvalde uh, Texas. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it's a bad one, isn't it? But then it's one of the things that we brought up last time was about how people need these weapons now awfully to feel safe. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, it's something that keeps happening in schools, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the right thing. Um, it kind of it, it just pulls it back to exactly what we said last time as well. And the fact that this is a problem that needs to be solved at the root cause um, and obviously the rulings around it but as we've said there's a lot of things that coincide with that and a lot of politics that intervene but um, yeah this is not a good move it's it's really not in the right direction for it but then like I said you kind of understand that they need to feel protected but is do you fight fire with fire you know it's not it doesn't seem like a a very um, progressive way of dealing with it. It's only going to get worse, I feel. Yeah, yeah. The governor, Mike DeWine, uh, his statement about doing this was, our goal is to continue to help our public and private schools get the tools they need to protect our children. We have an obligation to do everything we can every single day to try and protect our children. So, yeah, no, well, it's... Well, there's it's, different ways of doing that, you <laughs> yeah, know? Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had, I mean, this reminds me of of a piece I saw last week, I think it was from like right after the uh, Texas uh, school shooting uh, from from last week tonight by John Oliver. Um, and, and actually, he talks about the negative effect of school police. So what a lot of schools in the US have done is kind of put these, you know, armed 
uh, uh, angels or you know school police um, have them have them in their schools. But what's turned out is that uh, you know the atmosphere within the school is not so open, and what and, and you know kids are getting arrested, literally getting a rap sheet for you know science experiments that go wrong. For example, you know a, a girl got arrested because she was doing you know a science experiment where the bottle exploded, and the teachers didn't like that, and they basically got her instead of the teachers having a conversation with her. They just told the school police to arrest her and, and you know, How ridiculous. And, then, and having someone walk around with a gun as well. You're hearing, you know, um, you know, minority students in schools feeling, you know, actually unsafe that they'll always get, you know, that they'll always get picked on. But yeah, bringing, I don't know, yeah. 24 hours of training to know what to do with a gun. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think one thing that really sticks in my mind as well <clears throat> is how these children are so young and they're being, you know, they're seeing guns as normal. So this this new generation of children who are in these schools being subjected to these kind of drastic measures and seeing, just seeing a gun. I don't think I've ever seen a gun, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as someone who grew up in the UK. Um, yeah. And especially at that age, it just kind of almost normalizes it, which is so dangerous in itself and kind of brings it back to the start of the circle again and the thought around guns and gun crime and kind of desensitizes these children right that's it's just um no exactly it's kind of cause another wave of it in in yeah i mean yeah there's even hollywood stars are saying they need to relook uh gun uh, gun kind of scenes within movies you know because it does make it feel as if you know it's 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 a toy now i think yeah bringing guns to 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 a gunfight it's only going to add more bloodshed then, like I said, then we, I mean, we discussed, uh, you know, two episodes or two episodes ago, two, three episodes ago, when we talked about the mass shooting, you know, there's so many other things or laws that can pass. I mean, it's quite funny because you, you hear this, that Ohio, you know, they allow teachers to get guns quicker, whilst, you know, Canada that did not have the mass shooting, but actually a reaction to the mass shooting in Texas actually quickly gets a law passed. Uh, to limit uh, to limit the sales of guns. Ah, yeah. So ca- interesting so can- the difference. Yeah. So Canada that did not have a you know did not have a mass shooting actually reacts to what happens in the U.S. and changes their law across the board, no matter what party they were part of. You know, I think there I think it's also the Labour and Conservative Party, right? It's a, it's a mirror of the U.S. But it's you know everyone agrees to do something about it. So it's kind of like the world reacts. So the world are changing their laws. Because what happens in the U.S., but all that U.S. can do is add, you know, add fire to the already yeah, raging fire. Yeah, fire with fire. Fire, Gosh. fire with fire. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we, yeah. I mean, we called it that nothing's going to happen and, you know, they'll try and cover it up. But, you know, we're just going to wait for the next uh, next shooting, which actually happened like a week or two after. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Uvalde, exactly. Right? And, now we're and it will continue. And it will continue. Yeah. So... I think we're both very much in agreement about that. This is a big mistake by by Ohio uh, to allow this. Again, you know, there are enough teachers that also have a meltdown. So what's going to happen then, right? Exactly. So. Teachers are, are adults as well, you know. Yeah. Um, no. yeah, there's a whole load of things that could happen with this. And it's, it's definitely not good. It doesn't... Um, I can imagine, though, as a teacher, you would feel quite scared almost right especially in the u.s like knowing that this happens you would feel quite quite scared and and not very safe but um there should be other rules and regulations that come in at the forefront but there's also other ways other than giving a teacher a gun to protect themselves Um, exactly oh well uh let's see which other states follow suit to ohio unfortunately i think that more will follow suit than actually uh, go against it but um okay Let's go to the first topic of today, uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson. So the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson survived a vote of confidence by his own party, uh, 2011 to 148, in favor of him staying as party leader. That's only 59% supporting him and a massive 41% voting against him. Uh, last week, uh, we took bets because <laughs> it came in, of course, <laughs> uh, during our show, uh, if he would stay or go. Um 
you know, and and I must say, I think I know UK politics better than you, but uh, let's have a, let's have a listen to what we said uh, last week. I don't think he's going to be voted out because, to be honest, uh, what I read is there was like 50 some um, parliament members or in the party members need to send in a letter to have this. But yet he needs 100 and somewhat uh, 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 votes to vote him out. So I'm a bit more conservative on that, let's say, uh, mm. if he'll get the vote, because I think people are also like, if we do vote him out, what then? And might be thinking more about the party than him. But let's see. Let's see where it takes. So. Yeah, let's see. I think I'm pretty sure that you won't make it. I feel quite strongly about that. But I know that, like you say, you have to think about, okay, the voting merit is one thing, but then where is it going to go after that? So, yeah, um, yeah, let's see. Very, very interesting. We'll talk about it next week. So there you go. Uh, I, I think I need to stop making bets with you, Mark, because I think we've had this with Elon. Now, we're not talking about Elon as much. No. We've got my country's politics, and I'm still getting it wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> but having so, said that... Yeah, what's, think, your take uh, on it? what's your take on yeah, it? Yeah. This, this is a huge 4 out of 10, you know? 4 out of 10 from your party vote um, without confidence in your leadership. So... I mean, there's loads of things that have happened recently that will have informed and, and allowed this. So after all, he's the first prime minister to break the law, having been fined by the police for the Partygate scandal. You know, that's such a huge, um, it's such a, a historic, that's never, ever happened. Like a, a, a prime minister breaking the law is just outrageous. Um, and in such a time as well as the pandemic, you know, there's an awfully, well, just a really obvious argument that lots of people wanted to see their grandparents who were dying or mm. to have connections with their families, and they couldn't do that. Meanwhile, the PMs and uh, everyone else within that space were having parties behind closed doors. So that's... That's something that the party overall, I mean, there's obviously people within that who've done that, who will vote for or against. Um, but it's really interesting when you look at the people who did um, who did vote against. So the backbenchers within his party. So these aren't the ministers or the people that he's actually, you know, forefront paying. Um, almost 70% of those voted against him. So you can see that these people would naturally feel a lot more free to kind of say mm -hmm. what they think and, and have a bit more of a freedom with a vote, not being tied to that, that kind of front venture. Um, and that's an awful result when you break it down to who within Parliament voted where. You know, it's just, it almost shows a little bit of fear, I think, from the front benches, or maybe they're in a position that they they kind of, they're stuck there. If they vote out, then their party's out as well. So it's almost, it's voting against him, but um, there's a, a lot of uh, lower confidence in the party if they do so as well, and he leaves. Um, and then, yeah, politically, this is really a marginal win in a vote of confidence. And I'm very much a Labour supporter myself, um, always have been. And I would say this is a bit of a gift for the Labour Party too. So the next general elections, May 2nd, uh, 2024. So we've got a little while to go yet. Yeah. Um, and surviving a no confidence result lands him somewhat safe for 12 months at least. That's how exactly. it, how it kind of works with this. But lots of MPs have mentioned how they'd love to hold a second vote of confidence, but that's all just kind of words and and coming around through the media. So who knows what to believe there. Mm -hmm. And then the other option, I mean, the final thing is that Boris has been asked if he would like to do another snap election. So strategically, this would allow people to vote re-round again. Um, and then could be a really interesting power move for him. I read an article that was saying about how this is, this could be a real gamble and seems like a, a stupid thing to do given the, the kind of four out of 10 vote of confidence that he um, experienced. But if he succeeds, then he regain, regains confidence from the public and continues yeah. on through working, knowing that he has done that. But if not, he loses his position. So that could be an interesting thing. I think, um, I don't think he'll do that because clearly four out of 10 is quite a high uh, yeah. Yeah. vote um, 
vote against, but that could have been quite an interesting move from him. When was the enough, um, but, when yeah. was the last snap election? That was Theresa May, right? That did that. Yeah, exactly. And she actually yeah. won as well, didn't she? Or did she lose? Yes, yeah, she won, yeah. right? Because she yeah, lost she won. her own parties. She 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 actually resigned and Boris took over, right? But she actually exactly. Won. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. So it was, yeah, yeah. It was kind of to and, say, do we go forth with Brexit? And and she won, and therefore she went forth with Brexit because of the exactly. uh, snap election, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, I mean that's so, a positive note, even though she she didn't stick around for long after that. But uh, yeah, so then you know, as a person, was, you know, people it, were yeah. like, oh, you know, you do this and then you leave. It just didn't look very, no, uh, no. very solid. And oh, so yeah, yeah, this is no. a gift for the Labour Party. So hopefully, yeah. we'll we'll have a change in uh, direction. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> you know, I, my personal view is he won also because you know people, you know, human beings are naturally power hungry. So I think he's so lucky that there are enough people within his party or within his mister ministership, let's say, that wanted to remain in power. Um, you know, do they have confidence in Boris? Uh, probably not. But do they want to stay in the position they are? Probably yes. Right? It's a, it's a position a lot of people want. So. That was most likely also what what went through their head. Not a personal vendetta against Boris, but actually a personal uh, think uh, thinking about their own personal position. And um, yeah, it's twelve months. Um, let's see what happens. Um, I believe, and I, I didn't read into it fully yesterday. It was you know there was like now you know a a bill to make uh, to make um, to take away some of the restrictions uh, with the. Irish border with, you know, in the agreement with the EU and the EU basically said, well, that's breaking international law. So, you know, he's doing things that aren't necessarily um, seen positively globally at the moment. So yeah. I wonder what, um, what he'll do after that. Really interesting to see what will happen herein, but um, I'm not going to put any bets on with you, Maurice, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. But, we'll, um, see when, we'll, we'll see when the next thing happens, but uh, yeah, no. One I mean, of yeah. the... Nah, it's, you know, politics is different now than it used to be. I think politics, and that's what you also see in the U.S., it's such a, politics has has become a business. You know, it's not what it used to be where it was really about individuals that supported the, uh, the, the thoughts and the needs for the common man, I would say, that they represent, but actually became becomes a very personal kind of, I want to grow and it's all about me. Um mm. So that's where, you know, you see, you know, what happened in the U.S. with Donald Trump and, and Boris. And it's, it's a lot more. Yes, of course, they play into the into the negativity of the country sometimes. But they do that also because, you know, they're businessmen and they think about how do I ensure to get the best out of my business there, i.e. get the best for myself out of the business is to basically do what, you know, what what the most people want or, or you know to kind of get into the news and also play the media i mean he's yeah personal brand it's very right? much about that right it's it's very yeah. much you know it, it, it's quite funny there's he's he's also a prime minister that also seeks the media as much as you know as much as donald trump did and, and uh, <laughs> he's a he crazy character crazy. because uh, before he came into power as um prime minister I remember him being London mayor. And if I'm honest, he like, you know, he's quite a silly um, kind of character. Like you a jester. Uh, you call it a yeah, jester. Basically the jester. jester. Is what he reminds yeah. Me of, yeah. He's very silly, almost like at his own expense, doesn't really care too much about looking mm -hmm. too silly. And now he's got this very serious role. So I think that's definitely an element of how people did see him in the past and now will look to him as this very serious top tier position i mean london mayor was exactly that as well but not quite to the same stance of course yeah and one of my favorite pastimes is um looking up on youtube uh when they go to the house of commons all the all the pms and members of parliament they're all together and they I, i'm not quite sure what they call it but they sit in the huge uh, theater with all these chairs and they kind of argue different points about politics but there's, I'm going to share on our social, my absolute favorite one from um, David Cameron. And I'm not going to give away what it is, but I just think it's it's the most hilarious clip. And they, you know, they obviously argue all these things and it's these very high class people talking about um, mm -hmm. very serious subjects. 
Um, and anyway, I have to look at our social because I'm going to share this one from David sure. Cameron that I think is absolutely hilarious. That's where I do need to give you and your people kudos is that you know how to make politics. Like I think, I think the I think uh, the British Parliament basically invented um, prime time uh, Big Brother because. It's amazing. Just kind of, you know, they could be very serious and just talk, but the fact is, they know it's a, it's kind of the English. It's humor. like a live stream almost. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's also English it's always humor. On. So, so they're it's always on, and they're always, you know, they're always bantering with each other. It's funny because it seems as if there is a mutual respect to banter and say those things to each other, and it's accepted as well. Even though you know they're from different parties, they all have that jab at each other. Yeah. That it's kind of like it's 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 done in a respectful way. You know, it's yeah. done in an English. There's so no fighting. No so they're jabbing fighting. at each other, yeah. but not, you know, not really, you know, it's still very respectful to to their counterpart on the other side, but saying it in a way to, you know, make fun. And, and yeah. that's that's what I love about, you know, compared to what you see here in Holland when it's really just, you know, one against the other or you see in the US. And that's what I really like about the English. It's respectful, yeah. but it's actually really funny where you can enjoy it and actually want to watch it, right? Yeah, that's true. And like in the UK, they'll you know they'll say something awful. Oh, the PM has said this and this, but he didn't increase this much. And oh, remember when he said this? And then you know they'll sit down and put their papers down, and then Boris will stand up and smirk, and then kind of come back. It's like it's very, yeah, it's yeah. very formal situation, very formal uh, people in a very informal, strange kind of uh, setting. Yeah, it's very much Somehow, like... Um, it's funny. Ugh, what's that like? Which, uh, oh, what are those shows? Uh, not improv, but it's kind of like... A, uh, no, yeah. he didn't. Yes, he did. Uh, who's, what's it who's, called? Whose line is it anyway? And all that kind yeah. of stuff. Where they it's just, just yeah, it's, it's, improv. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> Cool. Uh, well, then let's uh, let's see what will happen with Boris and uh, and and if he will survive the twelve months or call a snap election. You want to take a bet on the snap election? If it's going to happen yeah, I would or not? Hope so. I would hope so because then I think, like I said, Labour have been given a gift in this uh, lack of confidence. So I think hopefully oh. we could get back in again. There's we'll no see. snap, no snap election. That's the bet. There you go. Within twelve months, no snap election. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, Maurice. What is that? That this will be a third time. Uh, maybe I've got third time lucky. Maybe <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe you do. Ooh, <laughs> first great. time lucky on the third time. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> now, moving on to the uh, second topic of today. Um, so last Monday, Apple announced plans to launch Apple Pay later, uh, which would allow users to pay for things over monthly installments without interest. A buy now, pay later scheme. Uh, that's putting a BMPL. So that's buy now, pay later players like PayPal, Affirm and Klarna in a bad spot as there are fears that the mighty $2 trillion company will draw away their clients. Um, funny enough, uh, right when the news was released, uh, Affirm uh, saw a drop of 21% of their share value uh, when, when this news dropped last week. Um, yeah, so it's... It's crazy. So even Klarna laid off last month 10% of global workforce. Um, you know, this the BMPL market sees, you know, choppy waters with, you know, rising interest rates and the economic woes. Um, yeah. What are your what, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Emma? It's a, it's a very tricky subject, like lots of the ones that we speak about. But um, we're, I think we're heading for a recession, right? I think a lot of different industries have noticed this and we're a world that's gone through a pandemic. Um, I do feel like these kind of, these buy now, pay later kind of um, a way of living and like thought process and actual making it, making it so easy through something like Apple pay that we mm -hmm. all pretty much use um, really pushes it to the masses and allows you know, makes it very, very open. And it's also very, very dangerous. So, you know, if we're heading into a recession, money's tight, um, people aren't understanding exactly where we're going with it either. So it could be really, really awful. And, you know, this is just another add to that. And I feel like it's, okay, progression in technology. And there's a lot of good things that come out of it. It allows people to do things a lot sooner, you know, you don't have to necessarily save as long as you're smart with it and very, um, very sensible. But for the most part, I really think 
you know, these kind of, it just makes me think of payday loans and um, mm-hmm. almost signing yourself up to a difficult situation to pay back. Or, you know, with these, with Klarna, you can get, I think it's unlimited, right? You can get so many different Klarna um, payments coming out. And I've got friends back home who love Klarna um, and will buy, you know, dresses, items, things that they really want that they would have to save a couple of months for on Klarna or another company similar. And then really, you know, for the rest of the year, they're just consistently paying off this amount. Um, I think it's a little bit dangerous um, overall. And there's, I mean, the rules around like lending and borrowing as well. One thing that I found really interesting when I first moved to the Netherlands was, you know, in the UK, I would use an Amex um, and I would pay for pretty much everything on my Amex, use it like a debit card. And then at the end of the month, when I would get my pay, I would pay off the Amex and then have the Amex points and all the insurance and everything that goes with it. When I moved here, it was really hard to get a credit Mm -hmm. card. Um, And I noticed that not a lot of places took credit cards or Amex in particular. You know, I would even pay for my food shop with my Amex. And I think the rules here in particular in the Netherlands are a lot less around this kind of you pay for what you can afford which makes a lot more sense logically um and for the person for the consumer right um this feels a little bit like capitalizing on weak um situations that people might have with their money i don't know what do you think uh no to i mean uh, i mean yeah i think so what's interesting about this Apple Pay later is that there's no, you're not going to pay interest. But to your point, it's all about the fact that um, if you do it for that one TV or that one dress and you do it once in so many months, it can work, right? If you if you know your income, uh, you know what your uh, what your uh, spending is, you know what your what your uh, fixed costs are, and 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 what the you know and and that you have to pay off, you know your gas bill. That's ever rising and you know what you have left over and therefore you know what you can afford per month the downfall is exactly to your point is the fact that it builds on builds and builds so every week you see something you like you buy it and i think it's also very much a generational thing so i mean some some stats about this generation thing is you know a bmpl spending amongst uh, gen z users has increased 925 percent Wow. These years, over these over this year and, and of these past years. And among the Gen Z users, one in three have been charged a late fee for getting behind on payments. So that's what people forget, yeah, right? See? Is that you yeah. have no interest rate, but if you don't make that payment, you have to pay extra. Um and yeah, and, and, and then and, credit and, rating after that, right? Credit so like rating and, and effect, you know, the you increased know? order value because of buy now, pay later has gone up by three point five X. Right. So people are buying more. And it's, you know, and it's funny because like to your point about Holland, and I always I didn't know it was like this in the UK, but I would compare it to to the States is, you know, US credit score is a big thing. You need to have credit. You need to not pay your bills in some way to be able to, you know, lend more or get that car or get that house. Um yeah, you need to Same in the more. UK. And, yeah, I remember and, and like being crazy. 16 and wanting to get a phone contract so I could start my credit rating, you know, yeah. like yeah. that um, so, rather than buy one. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, you know, if we were in an economic upturn and, and salaries were going up, uh, then BMPL could possibly, you know, work. But, you know, also there's this week, you know, we've also heard that here in Holland, you know, people with a medium income. So, so the average income in, 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 in Holland are already having trouble paying their bills due to inflation and the rising gas prices. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I really think, and to your point about Holland, about it's changing, it is changing. So, not accepting Amex, the, the only reason the Dutch don't, a lot of stores don't do that is because it costs the stores more. And that's a very Dutch thing, right? <laughs> Put themselves before their customers yeah. in those cases, right? Yeah. They think, I'd rather lose work or I'd rather lose business than have to pay a higher percentage. That is serious. When you yeah, talk to restaurant it. owners or, or so forth, I always ask them, like, why don't you have Amex? Yeah, it just cost me too much. So you'd have to pay otherwise. Yeah, per transaction, right? right? Yeah. Per transaction. So they're yeah. like, whatever. 
Um, so, so that's the main reason, but, you know, credit cards are not a huge thing. It's automatically written off every month. It's not a, you know, you don't, it's not your choice when you pay it off. Um, you know, I think what, what has kind of reared its, not its ugly head, but reared its head is, is, is about, uh, a private lease. So basically buying a car on, on credit on BMPL, basically, um, that, that you buy a car and you pay back installments for the next, you know, 12 months or, 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 or 24 months. Um, that's big in Holland. I believe that that was needed because to be honest, also the car industry, the, the, you know, the car industry just got really expensive to be able to own a first car. So I think that this is an opportunity, uh, for people to be more mobile, you know, and, and be more free. So I think, and, and again, you know, in, in Holland, the mentality is, can we afford this? Let's first decide if we can pay for this monthly, if it if we have the money for it, not, oh, we'll take care of it later, which is a lot, which happens a lot with, you know, uh, um, people in the US, which is that mentality of the Gen Z possibly, oh, when I get, you know, when I get a better salary or when, you know, I get that job, I'll be able to pay for it. So, yeah, yeah I think it's a great move by Apple. I mean, going back to just Apple adding this, I think it's a great addition to Apple Pay. Um, you know, I've heard in the U.S., I see in the U.S. how Apple's really grown as a payment tool. Um, not, you know, in Holland, it's just being introduced. It's been a few years that we can use, um, that we can, you know, pay uh, contactless with our with our phone for for from our own direct debit account. But, you know, I think Apple has, you know, I think this is an opportunity for them to grow into that uh, field of payment and, and, and broaden their their pay. So, for the company, it's a great move. Is it a great move for the individuals? Uh, I don't think, I, I think it depends on whom and the generation, to be honest. Um, if it really is a smart move, I think the older generations are better at it and better can manage their money better than the younger generation that will take full advantage of this and buy things they I'm don't sure. need at too high of a price. Do you ever, do you ever buy anything on Klarna or anything like that? No. I've, I don't think I've ever done that. No. I, I, I don't because for me, it's, it's, it's a case of, uh, I need to save before. Yeah, me too. So if I want to buy that TV, if I want to buy that TV, I need to first save, um, you know, a few months or, you know, or, or use my vacation pay. So what Holland also has, what a lot of other countries don't have is they have in May, you get vacation pay. So what a lot of companies do is they keep back 8% of your uh, monthly salary. And in May, they pay that out in one go. So you have 80%. So, so you have your 100% salary plus 80, actually 80% of your monthly salary you get in the month of May. So a lot of people in Holland actually use that month to either go use that money to go on vacation or to buy mm. big, big, big purchases. So it's kind of like it's, it, and it's something that, you know, a lot of Dutch people would choose to do because it's a form of saving, you know, I, I you know, it, saving in Holland is, is just very high, um, you know. There's so. not a big gambling culture here either. Like there's no casinos, there's no like William Hill as soon as you get out of a, like a tube station, they're everywhere, you know, like gambling no. on the most crazy things like football eastenders like who killed phil like crazy um you can gamble on anything in the uk um, i think it's you really can encouraged. hear but it's very 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 regulated you know it's very it's much regulated. harder yeah much harder and like i said people like to save so um you know during the pandemic uh, 42 uh, billion euros was added to dutch uh, uh um savings accounts so people so it's not the government uh, uh, people, the Dutch people saved 42 billion euros uh, uh, during that pandemic period because they weren't spending less. I mean, that's just that's just crazy, wow. you know. And I think, you know, in 2019, um, you know, it was it was 20 uh, it was 20 billion that people saved when it wasn't a pandemic. So you know, Dutch are very much about saving. Good with their money. Yeah, they're good. They're good they manage their money well. And, and, you know, I think that that, and they understand the problems. That's where you see these people of average income saying they have trouble paying their bills. I would believe in other countries, they might not see that, but to the Dutch, it's like, well, yeah, cause I have to pay all my bills. Right. 
people yeah. pay their bills here. We do not wait, you know, if you can't pay your electric bill, they'll always, people always have to say we have to pay our bills first and then we enjoy our uh, the rest of our income, let's say. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, makes sense. Definitely a better way to live. So I yeah, so let's overall. see. Let, yeah, so I'm curious what's going to happen. Uh, I think it's good for Apple as a company for their payment part, but uh, for the people, it might not be a positive move. So we'll see. So um, also last week, something else uh, uh, Apple related, um, and and I think for us creatives, that might be a um, for me, it's a hallelujah moment. So last week, <laughs> the European lawmakers agreed on a proposal to force manufacturers of manufacturers, sorry, of smartphones to headphones and from cameras to tablets uh, to have the same universal charging port, the USB-C Type C. This will have the biggest effect on Apple and especially their iPhone, as most smartphone manufacturers are gradually making the change already. Uh, Apple has resisted this over uh, the past years. Uh, so this change will go into effect on the fall of uh, 2024. So uh, basically, Apple has to change their phones. And their reasoning behind this for EU is um, is to reduce e-waste. Um, so you know, to with this universal charging standard, they'll hopefully be more chargers uh, uh, that can be reused rather than being thrown out. And uh, the EU estimates the rules could cut down on 11,000 metric tons of e-waste annually and save consumers 250 million, that is around 268 million US dollars, on unnecessary charger purchases, i.e. Apple charger purchases of I think it's what a simple charger purchases what maybe fifty dollars, fifty euros or more. Oh yeah, at least I think I bought one the other day, and I, th I was so surprised. I think it was like sixty euros. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's um it's always seen as like a. I remember when the new iPhone would come out, and you'd get all the new accessories that would come with it. You know the. Even when the wires of the headphones used to be a thing, of course it's not really a thing anymore, but. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the input for it was slightly different. So you had to buy the new one. Or when you replaced it, you couldn't use your old one. And similar ways in how they use their chargers and all these different wires is um, seen as a little bit of a capitalizing, uh, you will buy Apple because everyone buys Apple pretty much um, for their phone at least. And then, yeah, and you will in turn use what we bring to that's new and yeah it's always seen as a bit of a capitalizing thing but this uh, this this makes a lot of sense with the cut down on the metric tons and yeah the e-waste stuff I think they have a big responsibility to do that you know they use a lot of plastic in their products as well as a, as a whole imagine working uh, in sustainability for Apple would be quite <laughs> Well, Crazy you, could, you can kind of pull the biggest, what I call the biggest, well, not what I call, but I believe was one of the biggest uh, magic tricks uh, Apple ever pulled. So at one point, I think it was about a year or two ago, I don't know which release of which iPhone it was. They have one almost every year, but I think it was like the iPhone <laughs> 10 or 11 or 12. Um, they actually said, oh, to reduce waste, we will not be including a charger anymore with our um with our um with our iphone uh. so so they reduced the packaging but what did they do they of course then released the new uh, uh charger you know the fast charger for the iphone in another packaging so oh, that sounds like a bit of a scam it. to me so, yeah so basically there's more packaging actually and they're and they basically wanted you to pay more of course for their uh, for their charger so you know i you know apple must I'm I'm curious. I, I I maybe need to look up the numbers, but I'm curious how much percentage of their revenue is on accessories <laughs> like chargers. Yeah, a lot. Then, I bet. Then the products itself. I mean, you know, people people you know lose them. Um, you know, I I believe chargers are like socks, or they're the cousins of socks. Because <laughs> here yeah. here in this household, you know, with my two daughters, and you know, we have chargers almost in every room of this house. And then I'm then the one moment I'm trying to look because my daughter has you know uh, snatched my charger and then I can't you know there must be chargers yeah. you know in every nook and cranny in this house because like socks they disappear and yeah. then you have to go out and buy another charger because you know right now when I travel um, I need a different cable a different cable for my phone my watch my my Apple Watch my Mac and tablet luckily they share the USB C actually. 
um, <laughs> for my Bose headphones. I need a different charger, um, you know, and then, you know, and then for, uh, for going into the plane because they don't have the USB-C charging port. I then need one with a USB charging port because, you know, so I'm traveling with this case full of different chargers and, 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 and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like, I'd love to just have one or two that I can take with me and then I'm done, you know, yeah, and that's, that's, I agree. That, that, you know, and that's a very personal egotistical thing to say. It's great. You know, it's, it's great for the environment, but Hey, I want yeah, to, I want to have to travel around. And so I think it's a great move by the EU. Um, you know, it does mean USB's... that, sorry, sorry. USB-C is also, I don't know if this is just me or me thinking it like with the Apple mindset that I've bought this slightly better charger and now it works a lot better, but I feel like they charge a lot quicker as well. No, so they, maybe they, yes, yeah. they are faster charging. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. So, so maybe I that's think, something good for the environment as well, maybe. You know? yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's more about the plug that goes into the iPhone, right? So now it's still that flathead or that flat charger. Right. Mm. And what they're saying is they want the exact same USB charger to go into the iPhone as oh, you yeah. have in your in, in, in your MacBook uh, and uh, and your uh, tablet right now. So tablet pro. So, no, I think it's a great move by the EU. Um, yeah, the US should have come with this ages ago. But uh, we know, of course, that these, uh, you know, the top tech companies, you know, the Apple's, the Google's, the, the Facebook's, of course, have um have some friends in the U.S. politics, so we'll probably never <laughs> have oh, seen God, this yeah. happen in the U.S. politics because, you know, Apple sees a lot of revenue coming from this, and now they'll probably see that drop uh, when it changes. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a great move. Um, I'm curious if they will produce one iPhone globally, that USB-C, or that they will have a EU version. I remember back in the days, those things used to exist, but who knows? Um, <laughs> no, I, th I believe it's a great move. It's, it's, it's good for the consumer. It's good for the environment. And it's just good generally. I mean, why can not all devices be charged with the same kind of cable? That just makes no sense. Yeah. Make it a bit easier. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And um, so... Apple, if you hear us, uh, we of course are, have a loud voice, so you should uh, you should go ahead and do this change already before 2024, because we want to have it seen happen. Yeah, please. Please, exactly. Okay, um, now we're going to go on to I would say maybe the main topic of today that we also wanted to touch upon, um, which is a uh, not a great uh, topic in my view, and I believe Emma, you as well, we've, we've actually had a bit of a, a talk yeah. about this over, uh, over the week. So, um, you know, as we welcome the global pride month of June, uh, unfortunately, uh, there was some less celebratory news from the community. Um, so the Republican state representative, Brian Slatton announced last Monday that he will propose a law aimed at protecting the state's kids from perverted adults in commas, who he alleged were in commas, obsessed with sexualizing young children. After the Mr. Mr. Bar in Dallas held a family friendly event, drag the kids to pride as part of their ongoing LGBT pride month celebration. He basically wants to have now, he wants to ban children from joining drag queen shows. One ridiculous. word in my head, ridiculous. Uh, I was going to yeah. say one word in my um, head is just ridiculous. This is just. This is awful. <sighs> this really is just like a huge, huge step back for so many different communities and, and people's ways of thinking. And uh, this is something that we seem to be touching on so much now with this gun crime and, um, you know, these other, why not solve it at the source? Why try and lend the blame to something that is not causing any problem at all. So, I mean, you know, so far this year, there have been 96 school shootings, resulting in 40 deaths and 78 injuries. Mm -hmm. That is one hell of a serious problem for children. Um, and, you know, for people overall, but we've said before, 
ultimately keeps happening in schools and children and hospitals and maternity wards and things. Um, no children have been hurt or killed at a drag show or any Pride event. And there's nothing but happiness and, and, and bright positivity that comes out of building of a community like that in something that's a show that's so... Um, I feel so, so passionate about this because a lot of my friends are from the community and I grew up with within my family. And I feel that there's still a very archaic way of looking at happiness, but then also indifference, you know, and we see this with um, uh, racism, uh, the culture mm-hmm. of racism and, and how people are feared of difference. You're you're not feared of guns and not able to well you are of course but like to push that into the the reason why and that's the that's the thing to be fearful of you can shift it onto someone who is just purely positively happy being themselves not causing any problem whatsoever why would that affect your children yet you are um, giving guns to teachers to expose them to guns and that's that's not a problem. You know, that's not a problem at all. That's not desensitizing. But people are people are gay. People are from the LGBTQ community. Um, and people are really, really happy. And there's nothing about that that should make you want to stop children being exposed to that, I feel. It's very, very strong. I've got a lot of points on this one, Mel, and I, I know you feel the same as well. No, I, f- I feel 100% the same. It's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, I have two daughters and my goal in life is to teach them and show them the world, right? And what that means is not only the countries, but the people and just the different people because what makes this world a fantastic place to live in is seeing every walks of life uh, and from any you know, loving anything they want, uh, being free. We talk about, so what annoys me is, you know, um, uh, these, and we'll call them out, the Republicans, which are mostly them, these, these, these far left, uh, sorry, far right uh, individuals. um, They talk about freedom, you know, U.S. being the home of the free and the brave. Well, you know, these individuals, that want to go into drag and express themselves the way that they feel they 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 need to. It's their inner self that's that they're letting out. They want to be free and they want to be brave. So it is just, I think, just disgusting that you know that this is what these Republicans want to focus on is to stop kids seeing drag and just seeing actually a happy moment but they don't want to focus on saving their kids from guns. Hmm. It's just, it's, it's just ridiculous. I, 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 I was thinking about this last night and I, and I thought actually, you know, drag has been around since the Roman and Greek times. You yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. not, maybe not, maybe not in a positive sense. In some sense, sorts, but, yeah. In some sense, but you know, way back in the Roman and Greek times, um, you know, men played women on stage uh, because, you know, unfortunately back then women were seen inferior to be on stage, but men played it and it was accepted. So men were in drag back then. So what are we saying that the Greeks and the Romans that gave us such great prosperity and, and, and knowledge were actually terrible people. Come on, you know, it's drag. And also, you know, that they say that it's, you know, um, what's this comment again, that it's obsessed with sexualizing young children. Sorry, but drag is not about sexualizing. It's a form of expression. It's a form of art, right? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, when you talk to people uh, who are, who, who are drag queens and, you know, I have the, I'm lucky to meet these individuals through the work I do at Citizen M. You know, we are very accepting of, 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 of all we say, you know, I, we're very accepting of, you know, the L. LGBTQ plus community, but also of people of, 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 of color of, you know, we're also accepting of just the average Joe on the street, you know, we're saying it's everyone together, you know, makes this world go round. And I'm so lucky to have met, you know, these individuals who, 
who who do drag. And again, what I've learned by talking to them, and 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 also understanding from them is is that basically uh, it's a form of expression. It's 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 a show for them. You know, it's a way that they can express. It's it's a show for them. And uh, and it's just yeah. I mean, I'm lucky. I live in Holland. I need to say because. Here it has been around for years. I don't know otherwise. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sorry, but I've turned out okay. If you if you if you ask if you ask my family and friends, <laughs> and I've been you know I I've, I've been seeing drag for for years. I remember going out in Amsterdam, and you know the 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 bouncer not being this big bulky angry man, but actually being a drag queen. And that drag <laughs> queen had much more power and much say than and you know, everybody respected her right much yeah. more than they would a bald-headed bouncer right it's yeah. it's it's and and so yeah i've yeah i've i'm also when i heard this as well i was like what and i saw this instagram video unfortunate instagram video of you know of these of, of like these, heckling of these people know, of almost. drag you know being heckled yeah. and and you know again it's just it's just so much hate and it's just you know what you know, sometimes I think like, what is so wrong in your life that you have to be focused on this? That's always my question. Yeah. What's wrong with you? What's wrong in your life? Let's talk about your issues, right? Yeah, because it says a lot more about that person who's feeling mm -hmm. that way. Um, and I do have a lot of pity for people that um, outwardly express it. You know, I think there's a lot to be said for researching and, and finding out. And like you say, getting to know people. These are people. They're people that have a lot of freedom and uh, should be allowed to express exactly who they are through or who they want to be, you know, through their own means. And that's exactly what these people who hate upon it do mm -hmm. as well, but in their own way. Um, and it's just, it's, it really is <laughs> outrageous. And I, I really, really hate it because I think the, the LGBTQ plus community have come a very long way over the last few years. Um, I started watching a new series on HBO called It's a Sin. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a BBC produced series. And it's all about the AIDS um, epidemic and what happened. And that happened mm. mostly just before I was born um, or around the time as when it came out I mean I hate to bring Princess Diana into this no I don't but um she was a big advocate for you know this this community and there was this whole um situation where she went to go and visit a clinic that had um people who were suffering from AIDS and HIV and you know she held the hand and, and hugged this um boy who was really really sick um with it and then that kind of took away the stigma around you can't touch or be close to these people. And of course, during that time, it was a lot more based around science and understanding it as a disease. And that's a totally different um, subject, but still within the community and how there was this fear and this unknown. Uh, what is, what is a, a drag queen going to impress on your child that's going to cause something negative for them to experience or become and I think there's still this fear around uh, why must it, it must be within that community but I'd be really interested to know in the world overall around you know I <laughs> I would love it if I had a son who were gay or mm -hmm. it, it would make absolutely no difference and I was always brought up myself you know my parents would say to me in the same way that you were talking about your daughter's mo you know you love whatever you love and as long as you're happy there's there's really no difference and we're very lucky to have that mindset and I've got a lot of friends who don't necessarily have that or haven't had that um but in different parts of the world you know not only the US some some friends that I've had in the UK as well who found it really hard to come out or truly yep. express themselves um there's still a lot of stigma and I feel like this community's come a very very long way and they should be able to express themselves there shouldn't be any banning children should be able to openly see happiness and that's exactly what it is um and positivity and uh confidence Ch as well it, it builds confidence children should see everything the world has to offer and make their own decisions when they're older yeah is what it comes yeah. down to i mean i 
<laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, I actually remember now that when I was growing up in Nigeria, I was at the uh, American school. And um, I just remember this, like, actually, we had talent show. And what I did with, I think, three other friends is we we, we did a dance and we actually dressed up as uh, girls. And we did we, we, we just did that. <laughs> that was part of the talent show. And I would that love was, to see that. Mom. That was so accepted. And, and I remember didn't get anything, no slack from any other, you know, everyone just loved it. It was like, oh, great. You know, so, you know, at that age, I was, you know, I was, my parents allowed me to be honest, if that's it, you know, luckily they were, they were aware that that's just a form of expression. They're like, cool, do it. And luckily I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, didn't have any family that was, or didn't have any parents that were, you know, they're going to make that difficult for you, making it difficult (laughs) for me. And I expressed myself and, you know, I, it was just, it was fine. It's fun. It's expression. You know, you, you want to put on a show and that was the show we thought of and we thought it was fun and everybody enjoyed it. And, 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 and nothing bad came of that, if you were to put it that way, you know, and, 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 and what's bad, I don't know, nothing's bad if, if I, you know, if I chose, if I chosen to become gay and be a drag queen from then on, or just to be a drag queen, that, that'd be perfectly fine too. So, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it, I think it is just the, uh, how do you say? Individuals who are against this are just so narrow-minded and just don't know really what the world is like. I think these are people who don't have passports, don't ever leave their county, whatever state it is, and don't understand that there's actually a lot more out there in the world. And therefore, do I feel angry at them? No, I feel sorry for them, that these individuals don't, don't, don't have the opportunity. I feel pity for them, that they don't have the opportunity to see the great the great the amount of culture the amount of expression that is out in the world that can that that, that can actually um enlighten and you know and, and 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 grow your your intellect um yeah i really i i really pity these individuals uh i'm angry that it makes it into law um but i believe the best thing to do is to stand up and and fight and just you know go against it and i think you know i'm i'm very curious you know how individuals from this community sorry from this community uh, uh, also feel about it i mean that that'd be interesting to see if we can you know uh, possibly hear from this community and understand it so let's see yeah i think you know we were saying when when we first came across this how outraged we were and how you know, it's obviously it's going to be the same sentiment with both of us. There's no disagreeing on this point. Yep. But what where the value really comes from is understanding from someone within the community, and also you know culturally, uh, you and I we live in Europe, and mm-hmm. things are a lot more. It's, it's a lot different overall here. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to try and see if we can look into finding. Yeah. We've got a couple of people that we think might be. Really great to speak to. One in particular is um, a girl who's trans that we've worked with um, at Citizen M, who's a particularly inspiring person. And from the moment I saw her application to become our Austin culture scout, so someone who um, knows the city really well, loves it, knows all the hot spots, the best places to go for coffee, nights out, is just a really well-rounded local in that area and could inform us on how we open our hotels there and how we move and um, the decisions that we make overall as a business, um, but particularly brand-wise. With hers, it was it was a really interesting application. I mean, we had hundreds, I think like three 300 applications or more. But when I looked at hers, one of the really interesting things was how, you know, from the outside, we would see Texas and, um, and Austin uh, overall as a very um, Republican, very t- kind of structurally, um, I suppose, how would you describe, like very um, regimented and like a little bit archaic in its way of thinking. That's just me from outside, having never been there um, and just kind of behind a screen trying to find stuff out. It's exactly the reason why we launched this project and tried to understand from the locals exactly what to do when we come yep. in as a company like Citizen M uh, launching a hotel. But her story was really interesting because she actually thanked the city 
um, for, you know, uh, going through her transition and making everything so easy and um, open. And, you know, she's very much into nightlife. So I'm going to speak to her and hopefully share some some wisdom and um, some direct kind of responses and insight into exactly, exactly this subject because yep. yep. for someone who is from the community lives in that area has experienced positively um from the community and their progression themselves <coughs> excuse me oh. <coughs> the branch is taking hold of me i think no worries um uh but um but yeah, we thought that was a, a really, yep. that's, that's the right thing to do, Definitely. right? Is this the best Definitely. way to understand it? So, Definitely. yeah. Yeah, so let's see uh, what, what comes of that. And it's much more, a much, how do you say, much more important opinion than ours. Ours is pretty yeah. an opinion from yeah. far away. Um, and we are both very, yeah, uh, uh, flabbergasted. <laughs> I always love that word. <laughs> flabbergasted about what's happening there. But yes, we are in a community where, we wouldn't even think of this happening. This just doesn't happen. You know, we have, we have, uh, what I love about it is, you know, Amsterdam or Holland is known for, you know, the, 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 the pride parade, the, the gay parade in, in Amsterdam on the boats and the amount of drag queens there and everyone's just having fun. So like I said, it's part of our, in Holland, it's part of who we are and it's accepted. It's, you know, it's, you see it on TV all the time. I mean, there's even a, it's funny. There's even a game show uh, on Dutch TV. So it, it's a, I think it's taken a bit, of course, from RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race. But it's just all oh, famous, yeah, fantastic. famous people from footballers. So even you know, macho footballers to 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 singers to whatever who dress up in drag. And and what's happening is they they make. It, what's what's nice about it is it's a, such a transformation that 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 it's the jury that then needs to kind of figure out who it is, you know. But it's 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 a show that people love and it's accepted. It's like it's there's there was no negative news around that here. Everyone's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. It's part of <laughs> everyone can dress up as a woman again, fully accepted and and again super. Yeah. That's when you think about you know where we live here in Holland. It's just when it comes to acceptance, it's just amazing, and and and, and we're sometimes taken back by things we hear in other you know, other Western countries like the US, what happens there is just, you know, from gun violence to, to, to again, this is just, you know, it's, it's just terrible. And, and yeah, and it's, and it's one particular group of people, unfortunately, that keep on doing this and uh, try and take away the attention of what really matters, which is, uh, you know, solving, because, you know, is this a move by the governor to move away from the whole gun discussion? Maybe you don't know, right? It feels like it, right? It would, it would be a shame. A it would be shame if shame if he used this purely to, you know, shift the shift the conversation. So yeah, yeah. No, I think that yeah. So we'll leave it there, and we'll see what. Uh, hopefully, you you'll have a great interview, and we can share it with our listeners uh, in the in, in the coming week or weeks. Um, yeah, Emma, what are you looking forward to uh, for the rest of the week? What, what, what's your rest of the week looking like? Um, I have, yeah, quite a busy one work-wise, um, a lot of stuff that we're doing at Citizen M and then a few little bits that I'm working on for the Sunday Times, which is quite fun. And yeah, it's beautiful weather. So I think mm -hmm. any opportunity that I get, I'm going to be outside and making the most of that because you never know when you're going to get a shower here in uh, Amsterdam. <laughs> so yeah, how about you? Um, no, also very busy work-wise, uh, busy with the team. We're, uh, we're focused on the opening of our, uh, of our next hotel in uh, London. It's a London Victoria uh, hotel, a beautiful property, beautiful location. And we'll, uh, we'll have the, I, I probably shared this probably a week or two ago, but that's what we're focused on to also uh, have the first real opening party we've had since the uh, pandemic after three years. So everyone's super gonna excited about that. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. We have a lot of work to do. It's, it's in about two and a half weeks. So we have a lot of work to do still to get everything sorted for that event. But, uh, but, 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 I've, but I'm super, I've, I've, I've super confidence in my team to make it happen. And uh, so we're busy with that. Um, uh, there's two, um, there's a two conferences or two, there's the next web conference happening in Amsterdam, which I also visit for one day. And the same goes for, there's a new conference in Amsterdam called uh, Met Amsterdam. Um, no tickets available, I saw, just sold out, unfortunately, but it's the first 
um, first conference around uh, the metaverse uh, and and everything uh, everything metaverse um, from uh, from a company, the brand father, cool guys there. Uh, so oh, yeah. Nice. yeah so 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 that's so i'll be passing by there as well um to also just see what's up there so no super curious about that stuff so and again like you said the weather i know on friday i will be uh pumping up the pool for the kids and uh pool it's a it's a little pool you just pump it up with air and put water in it. <laughs> but i know it's, it's it's gonna be apparently towards 30 30 degrees luckily not like well luckily, oh, really? unfortunately yeah. not like in uh in, in spain where it's now hitting 40 um, but uh, it's going to be a warm, warm weekend. So uh, looking forward to that. So yeah, yeah, no, nice uh, one, nice one. Thanks, thanks, Emma, for joining this week. Um, thanks, Maurice. And, and 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 I'm looking forward to your uh, discussion around 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 yeah. the LGBT community and what we heard in Texas. Um, let's see what uh, comes of that. And uh, thank you very much for joining this week. And thank you to all listeners. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mo.